It was rough. Hello, everyone. Hi, listeners. Welcome to episode 66 of this rodeo. And the rodeo named I'm Horrified. And we're still counting down to what we're going to do for episode 69. We haven't decided yet. Giddy up. Let's go. Write in. Tell us what you think we should do. I am too excited to wait. Me too. To introduce our special guest here. One of the specialist special guests. I would say... The most special guest, aside from the other guests who we know personally. Yeah. We have comedian, media connoisseur. Wow. Studier of queer theory. Yes. In television. Uh Uh-huh. We have here the host of There's Nothing Ironic About Show Choir, a Glee podcast. We have been waiting for this crossover episode so we can have you on board. Ugh. Our dear friend, Raina Deerwater. Raina, how are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I flew out to Boston for specifically this. Of course. Uh, We flew you out. Yes, they flew us out. Thank you, (laughs) adamandeve.com. But thank you guys so much. Uh, Ever since the inception of the podcast, I've wanted to be on. I'm a big fan. I I spread the word. I love you guys. Uh, I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, she did that. Um, but We're yeah. thrilled you're here. So excited to do a crossover episode to talk about something very horrifying, even though nuanced, yet ultimately many horrifying things about it, uh, the TV series Glee. Woo! Thank goodness. Woo. Is there representation there? Sure. No. <laughs> Is there also a heaping dumpster fire? Absolutely, absolutely. Or Canolos Dose. Dose, the theme of Glee. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's terrible. It's... It's uh, a magical mess. It's like there's singing, there's dancing, there are many uh, deaths. Um, There are a couple. There are 16-hour work days. It is a whole mess. So take us on this journey. I want to know as much as there is scientifically and legally to know about Glee. Okay, so this is a 12-hour crossover episode. Okay. (laughs) This this podcast is now also a Glee podcast. Yeah, so that's a... We're competition, which is hard. Yeah, it's hard to be competition, but I I respect you both so much, (laughs) and I, I respect myself so much even though I am my own enemy uh <laughs> so Glee uh was a musical comedy tv series that aired on Fox from May 19th 2009 to March 20th 2015 it did a special pilot in the spring that got everyone jazzed as fuck I remember it about this show it's in my opinion and in many critics opinion is like one of the best pilots out there. The pilot of Glee is so gorgeous. Good. It's incredible. It's incredible. The the music, the the themes, the the like teen spirit is <laughs> whew, it's incredible. So the it pi- smells like it. It smells like it. it. It the pilot aired in that March and then it was on the air for 6 years. It ended in March 2015. God, it feels like longer. It 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 was an era. Like, it was a true era. I feel like especially for our very specific democratic, democratic, demographic. Democratic, demographic <laughs> is right. <laughs> That's us. We're just, like, musical theater or just theater, but, like, artsy, like, white girls who loved theater, felt like an outcast little in high school. Oh, yeah. You got three artsy dweebs right here. Yeah, three artsy. Prime for the picking, Glee-wise. And we are the same age as the kids on Glee. Like, that yeah. show, like, the first season, they were sophomores, and we were sophomores, they went to college, and we went to college, we stopped watching, but... That's <laughs> true. I'll get that later. So, it's created by the known person who makes TV, uh, Ryan Murphy. What a character. Um... And then Ian Brennan, uh, who uh, I have seen do UCB improv. He just does that sometimes. It's very weird. Uh, Good for him. He's just doing his own thing. I've never heard of him. And I was a pretty big... I've heard of Ryan Murphy. Mm -hmm. And then... Have we ever. (laughs) Have we ever. And then there's also Brad Falchuk, who's the third man who created the show. Ryan, like, the three of them work together on this. And, like, Ryan and Brad specifically, like, work on all the shows together. But Ryan is, like, the face of the operation. He's, like, the... The artist, he's a writer-director, even though, like, Brad and Ian also, like, write and direct episodes. But <laughs> it's it's his show. Um, he is the face. Uh, fun fact, Brad Falchuk is now just recently married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Huh. 
That's where that name is familiar from. Because mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's really... I must have really done a deep dive on Glee because I know who that person is, but I can't place them. Did they meet on Glee? Yeah, because <gasps> Gwyneth was on an episode when she was still married to Chris Martin. Oh, I hi. wish I knew the details. I love that she went from, like, a frontman of Coldplay, father of Apple, to, like, a producer. Um... But they seem very happy. Uh, Evan, uh, Brad's brother, Evan Falchuk, teaches at Emerson College and huh. our alma mater. Yeah, our alma mater. Uh, I've had friends who have been on the podcast who have been like, oh, yeah. He, like, Evan was just like, oh, yeah, my brother's like a producer. He might have, he's done things like Scream Queens, etc. Never forget Scream Queens. But anyway. I never could, as much as I might want to. <laughs> as much as we all want to. But anyway, so those three uh, created the show, and, like, every episode in the first two seasons of Glee was written by one of the creators, which I think is important to keep in mind as we go through the demise of Glee, because it's, like, after, after season two, things swiftly fall south <laughs> in so many ways. Um, but yeah, for those who haven't heard of Glee, where have you been? Are you not a 20-something white woman uh, who loves to feel like she is down on her luck? <laughs> uh, and no one understands your, her, and she's like in high school and closeted and like, oh, everything's sad. I love musicals. Because that was me. Um, Glee, same. And then I'll speak for Sam also. Same. Same. Except the closeted part. Except the closeted part. Unless there's something you want to tell us on air. (laughs) Wouldn't that be well because this is my coming out podcast? Um, Uh, It's Pride. Yeah, happy Pride Pride. Month. Happy Pride, everyone. (laughs) And we brought you this as a gift. (laughs) Happy Pride. Uh, Sam has a big thing to announce. This isn't really about Glee after all. Um, But yeah, so it's about a competitive glee club in Ohio in McKinley High School and it starts the point of view shifts but it's it's about this man named Will Schuster who has terrible hair uh, and a butt chin who brings like bring like revamps the glee club and brings all these kids who feel like they're outsiders and they don't belong and they sing competitive show choir and that's the gist of it. Um, There's a lot more if you want to talk about teen pregnancy, who mama? If you want to talk about astounding production design and musical numbers, who mama? If you want to talk about gay stuff, oh boy. Um, if you want to talk about uh, less good on the other letters of LGBTQ, oh boy. Um, it's got it all. Um, but yeah, so that's Glee. It was like a phenomenon. Like It really was. So over the course of its 121 episode, it was nominated for 41 Emmys. Wow. It won six of them. So fun fact about those 41 Emmy nominations that I was like looking through is like, so it ran from 2009 to 2015. And like the 2010 Emmys were the first it was eligible. Only two of those 41 nominations were after 2013. Mm. So, like, they're just stacked in the first few seasons. Um, And they're, like, they're, like, yes, there's things from, like, production design, casting, which I'm, like, very deserved for the casting, like. Gwyneth got an Emmy nomination. Yeah. Back. Did Gwyneth have an Emmy yes, nomination? she did. Yeah, so did, did. so did, like, Neil Patrick Harris, Kristen Chenoweth. Him. Oh, Kristen uh, Chenoweth was good on, they had great guests. Yeah, they, they really did. did. Yeah, and then, like, Jane Lynch was the one who, like, even when the cast stopped being nominated, like, Jane Lynch was still nominated (laughs) because she's so good. Um, But, yeah, it has, it won four Golden Globes, has ten Golden Globe nominations. Uh, Every single year it was on the air, it was nominated for a Glad Media Award, won for the first two years. Notice, again, the trend of the first two years getting a lot of rewards. Um, But, yeah, it has, and it, like, the fandom is fucking bonkers, like, when you go on fanfiction.net, which everyone should once in a while to see what's cracking, and you mm-hmm. click on... T- we know our audience. <laughs> You've all been there. You've all been there. We all know. We're in the same boat. You all watched Glee. I'm being redundant, but that's yeah. okay. It's all right. So, like, if you click on TV shows, and it ranks, like, the fandoms for how many, like, fix there are about them. And the number one, like, is Supernatural, which checks out, because, like... That's that's been on for like fifteen fucking years. Yeah. So many fan fiction tropes were invented from Supernatural. It's like historic, like so. It's like of course it's a number one TV show. Um, what do you think the second one is? Doctor Who. It's Glee. 
It's Glee. Glee beat Doctor Who. It beat Buffy. It beat Sherlock. Wow. wow. And this might be for reasons like most people moved over to Archive of Our Own, but like, <laughs> I still like Glee is like, Glee is second on fanfiction audit. In terms of TV shows, Harry Potter's like, uh, and the Avengers are like, we have more. The um, Avengers, really? People are okay, super fine. into the Avengers. Um, and yeah, there are like, so there's 108,000 fics on fanfiction.net. 33,552 fanfics on Archive of Our Own. It's bonkers. Because it's like, it like hit the nerve of like, people who are get really intense about stuff because it was like to theater kids and I was like theater kids who felt like they didn't have an outlet or like a community and all this great stuff so it's like it got us like I watched the pilot the summer between freshman and sophomore year of high school they like aired it for this like theater camp I was doing and they gave us t-shirts and I wear that t-shirt everywhere I, there's a picture of me wearing that t-shirt on the Great Wall of China oh wow which we will put on our social media <laughs> you must but yeah so like I Personally, I was obsessed with Glee, as I'm assuming I know that you two were. I was, truly. I remember where I was. I was sitting in front of my TV in the living room watching it. I think my mom was there. Maybe my friend Mackenzie was there. But I remember when it ended, I was like, oh my god, this is my favorite show. This is gonna be my favorite show forever. I was so excited. Not the least why... Because I was a huge Spring Awakening fan. Yeah. So I knew who Leah Michelle was. That's from true. Spring you Awakening. Had that. Yeah. I was obsessed with her already. And so then she won out. God, I could I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they took and they took that from me. I was <laughs> And they made this. Here's like an embarrassing fun fact about Young Bundage. Mm-hmm. Young Bundage. I loved Spring Awakening, but I wasn't like as familiar. Like I didn't recognize Leah Michelle from that. Mm-hmm. But the person I did recognize was the actor who plays Will Schuster, Matthew Morrison, because oh, he yeah. is in the the version of Once Upon a Mattress that stars Carol Burnett and Tracy Ullman. Oh. He is like Sir Harry, one of the male leads. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I used, and I loved that dumb fucking DVD and I saw him and I was like, it's Sir Harry from the Sir Carol Harry. Burnett Once Upon a Mattress. It was niche, mm-hmm. but I thought this show is for that niche. It is. I'm it was gonna and, love it. And then when Darren Chris came on and we were... <sighs> Oof. <laughs> Crazy. A Very Potter musical fan. Star Yikes. Kid fans. Oh my god. Do you remember that? Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Kids, kids today. Vividly. Kids like... today won't know. <laughs> and that's like crazy. It's like they knew their audience. So like I'm sure like he auditioned and nailed the audition. But they were like, we fucking know who watches Glee. Like we know we get like the Darren Chris, the Harry Potter like... He, people are gonna fall over themselves. They were on the Tumblr as they were writing. <laughs> the, definitely were the Tumblr. That Tumblr. Um, but yeah, it was it was like it was crazy. It was like revolutionary in terms of like how successful it was and like as, like the, again the early seasons. But like it was like for high school like water cooler TV where you're yes. like I'm gonna go in on Wednesday after it aired on Tuesday night. I didn't even have cable, but I would like. I would watch it the next day. I think I would, like, get it on Hulu. It was, like, one of the first times I used Hulu, shout out to Hulu, I would, like, watch Glee, or I would, like, watch it illegally the night of so I could talk about it with my friends. And, like, I remember going into the office of, like, because I went to a weird small school, but, like, go hang out with uh, Camilla, the office lady, and she would have watched Glee. And then, like, I told all my friends, you have to watch Glee. And it was just, like, I, like, remember being the messenger, being, like, why don't you watch Glee? I remember, like, talking to, like, people in my Spanish class. And I was like, why don't you watch Glee? Um, but You're yeah. like a guy trying to get a woman to read Infinite Jest. <laughs> I know. That's, that's me. That was me at like 15. I was like, if you're not going to have a conversation about Glee, I don't care. And then it would just be like, buy the next song on iTunes the next day, which is... I would do. I would buy the song sometimes. Too. I would do it for, for 99 cents. 99 cents. Even when it went up to 129, I'd be like, okay, if it's a good one, yeah. And then you can listen to Gwyneth Paltrow's version of Umbrella... <laughs> as many times as you want. And uh, not to forget, mashed up with singing in the rain. Um, True. Whew, what a time. We listen to It's My Life Confessions, one of my favorites. <laughs> so many bangers. Oh, quick plug, my Spotify. <laughs> uh, follow me on SoundCloud. Uh, but it is the, there, I have a playlist called Glee Bangers on Spotify, and it's fucking good. Um, only the best. Only the best. Only the best of the best makes it to the playlist. But anyway, so, like, Glee was a, a big old thing. Like, it was, it was also, like, 
super the way it was like politically is because it was very much like we have an issue we're gonna talk about that issue especially during the later seasons like Mm. a lot of times like i felt like in the early seasons it was very not subtle but it was still like we're gonna follow kurt and kurt is gay so we're gonna talk about gay stuff and this and later on they're like yeah we need to talk about a school shooting so we're gonna do a school shooting episode and sort of like they fucking did that they sure did and they did that they did a lot of very questionable things with trans people like they did it all um but it was like it was also the glee started airing the year after obama was elected and stopped airing the year before trump was elected and i think glee is pure obama era television i thought you were about to say glee is the glee going off the air is the reason trump got elected that and is I was also like, true uh, take but okay white women in glee elected trump <laughs> Which are one and the same. One and the same. Um, yeah, so, yes, that's what that's what I'm saying, is uh, Glee brought on this terrible era. But yeah, it was like this, this very, like, it's, like, progressive and means yeah. well and sometimes fucks up, but, like, it is, like, of this era of, like, hope. Uh, I feel like Glee was very much within that. Glee went off the air in March of 2015. Marriage equality in the U.S. passed in summer of 2015. Coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> Finally, Glee vans were voting age. That wasn't a thing that happened in the voting booth, but still. Yep. I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, more on the gay stuff. This is who I am. So it was all, we all know it was about... Kurt and Blaine were the golden, the golden gay boys. Blaine. I'm going to love Kurt too, but Blaine. Blaine. Because we were, we were hot off of Harry Potter musical, so we were just so excited about Blaine. Hot. Yeah, Darren Chris could look at me and I would, it would be over. But they had excellent. To this day, which is embarrassing. They had excellent chemistry too, They did have good chemistry. They they had, they had great chemistry. There was something so like effortlessly charming about Darren and something like charming charming. in like a different way about Chris Colfer is like you just want to root for that kid I believed in their really I believed that they would they would have loved each other do you know what I mean for some reason like their personalities really worked and I love did they have to get married at the end of the show I don't know did that happen they this is ooh. I this is also this is in my notes (laughs) of when to talk about things that are horrifying about Glee thank you for that opening so like Kurt and Blaine were the gay boys. They were beloved. There was some stuff that was very annoying later on in the show where it's like, oh, Blaine cheated on Kurt because he wasn't answering his phone calls because he was too busy interning for Sarah Jessica Parker. It happens. Um, <laughs> We've all been there. I'm and right. then it had to do a slow acoustic rendition of Teenage Dream. <gasps> oh, no. Really? Did that happen? It, that would have like, broken me if I had listened <laughs> to that. You uh. still can. It's all on Netflix. Um, But, yeah, it... it it was rough. Episode called The Breakup, where they, like, break up all the couples. Um, <laughs> season four, baby. It's weird. Um, but so, like, they were so, like, and there were, like, some missteps, but overall, like, Kurt and Blaine, like, changed things about how, like, gay teens look on television and, like, was doing, like, yes, Kurt was, like, there was a really bad bullying plot and, like, it was really rough on him. But, like, he got to, like, have a, a wonderful boyfriend and they, like, got to kiss and it was just, like, and, like, have their life and get married at the end. But, like, they, like, overall, like, I think, like, Kurt and Blaine, like, really was a net positive in, like, yeah, what it did. I think so, too. Um, then if we talk about my ship, fraught as it may be, of Brittany and Santana. A great ship. <laughs> a great ship, more fraught um, than Kurt and Blaine. Uh... There was a line in season one, they're on like a conference, a phone, a classic split screen phone call, always love. And there's this line where they're talking about someone, they're like, well, sex isn't dating. And then Santana says, if sex was dating, or did Brittany say, I don't know. Uh, They said then, if Brittany says, if sex was dating, Santana and I would be dating. And it like blew the fuck up and like. (laughs) Tumblr and like queer women being like, holy shit, or like <laughs> that sounds exactly like something Britney would say. I'm just yeah, say it, it, was right Br- it was Britney. I'm I, sure it was Britney. I a goofed a Britney move of me, but <laughs> <laughs> so then like the ship was spawned, and I've always loved the like. There's always a mean girl and her two henchmen, and I love the idea of like the two henchmen <laughs> uh, as a couple, and like it was. 
it was great. And then, like, they went into, like, season two with it and, like, sort of, like, actually made it a thing. And, like, Santana clearly had feelings for Britney. And there was that landslide cover, which... <gasps> Emotional. Broke my heart. Uh, all the, Fle- the Fleetwood Mac episode. Was Oof. Gwyneth in that episode? Yeah, too? Gwyneth was... It was Gwyneth, like, pl- <laughs> like playing the guitar and then, like, Santana, like, singing uh, to Britney. That's why she got that Emmy. <laughs> or the nod, at least. A star. Um... And her future husband was like, I'm gonna marry that girl. She's married to Chris Martin right now, but... Not for long. She'd never look at me until... Until. And so then, like, things got very fraught. I'm saying the word fraught a lot, but it's the only one I could think of with Britney and Santana, where, like, Britney was dating Artie, which, sure. Um, And then... And Santana was upset that Britney was dating Artie, which is fair. It's like, the woman you love is dating someone else. Terrible. But the way that she voiced that was, like, incredibly biophobic. And it wasn't yeah. one of those ways where, like, Glee characters would, like, say something homophobic or racist. Well, racism sometimes goes bad. But then, and then, like, you know that's a bad character saying it and, like, the show calls him out on it. Or just sort of, like, something Sue Sylvester says. We know Sue Sylvester hates everybody. But, like, yeah. when Santana said stuff about, like, Britney dating Artie and it's like, well, you can never love me because you love him. It's like, okay, is that how, like this, like, you're saying, like, this lesbian feels about, like, bi people, and just sort of, like, it's just a very, like, a thing, especially, like, it's gotten better now, but especially in, like, 2010-11 when this was, like, that was very much, like, what bi people were delegated to in television, like, it was a different time. It was a different era. It was like an Olivia Wilde on the OC era. I think also you have to take into consideration that the guy at the helm was a gay man. Mm-hmm. And he was a gay man. Not a bisexual man to to my understanding. Definitely not. So, no. So, it's like, all right, well, if you're throwing around... It's not that it... It doesn't mean that it's okay for you to throw around inappropriate things about gay people, but if the showrunner's a gay man and he's he's choosing to kind of make commentary about the way people say the word gay or say the word queer or kind of in like kind of take punches at that so that he can make a bigger message that's one thing but then it's a totally different thing when he just says something about bisexual people that he has no he's he's not trying to make a statement he's just trying to take a jab yeah, yeah. so and that it always felt very sinister and there's a couple more that i'm sure yeah. we'll talk about yeah he it just always felt sinister it felt like britney was like weird like weirdly like the punching bag for that and like when it could have been just like and it wasn't even, you never got to see, also because it made Brittany as, like, a character was very much just, like, someone who said a funny line, which mm-hmm. I appreciate and I love her to death. Oh, but, like, the best. you never got to see her journey the way you get to see Kurt and, like, even Santana a little bit. Like, yeah. their their journey into becoming, like, gay, fully gay. Right. Like, you don't see that with, like, the bad character. Her sexuality was played for laughs. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it was only, like, meaningful when it was, like, in relation to Santana. Um, mm-hmm. And not, like, anything just for her. Um, so that sucked. And also, like, Santana ended up being, like, outed by Finn and historically did my, one of my top Glee covers, Rumor Has It Someone Like You mashup. That Incredible. Fantastic. So good. And then she, like, slaps Finn across the face and it was drama. It was peak drama. And then, like, but that sort of narrative became about Santana apologizing to Finn. And it's like, Finn's like a lovable idiot. And like, I like, you can, he was ac- accidentally out at her and was like a dick. And like, she was also a dick. But like, also like, don't make, when Kurt's coming out narrative was about like Kurt coming out and like Kurt coming to terms with himself. And Santana was about like a straight man, which mm. blows. Um, and then fast forward to the last, the final train wreck of a season um where like it's Brittany and santana's wedding they're all like 19 they should not be married uh if you do that if you're got married at 19 that's amazing uh, you seem so happy to love but these characters <laughs> should not do that um and like happy Brittany and santana are getting married it's very cute and then the previous episode kurt and blaine had gotten back together after sue sylvester trapped them in an elevator with a puppet uh, made out of, <laughs> that looked like herself. Classic. Uh, and Great, then, makes sense. Makes sense. They just got back together and like, the producers are like, Kurt and Blaine's their all-star couple, which like, love them, but it was even like, Brittany and Santana's wedding, they were like, haha, we've been planning this forever, but guess what? We're gonna like, share our wedding with Kurt and Blaine and like, they're gonna get married and the episode's gonna be about Kurt and Blaine. But they just got back together. I know, that's first of all, like don't, <laughs> if you've broken up and just got back together, don't get married. Second of all, like, they can't even have like, one episode that's about the women. Uh, It's gotta be like, oh, the game and front it's center. it's Ryan Murphy's show. It's Ryan Murphy's show. Um, And then there's also like, all this 
stuff with um unique which who's like a trans woman for like the way that the character is but it's sort of like they never really knew what like to say for like unique's gender and like they like had a like a cis dude play her and i like do think that wasn't like ill intention it just came from a point of ignorance but like there were people you could ask and talk to and sort of like the insults it's again that sort of thing where it's like a gay man is running this where like when sue sylvester threw insults at like kurt and called like a fairy or whatever like you got to see like kurt come into his own you knew these are the words of a gay man but when she said like anti-trans things about like unique that's like that language is like hurting a bunch of trans kids and yeah. like is less you know it's it's less like can be forgiven there's not less positive to make up for it's that. also in some senses a more violent moment in mm-hmm. history for trans yeah. women than gay men. Yeah. Which is not to belittle anyone's struggle, but it's, like, right now, yeah. it's, it's a very yeah. violent time to be a trans and, woman. And, like, Kurt and Blaine were white, and, yes. like, Unique is black, which is, like, the most, like, like, the demographic that is, like, getting murdered, like, weekly, uh, in, like, ten years after this. Right. It's just, like... To sing praises, though, <laughs> did Unique do the cover of Disco Inferno? Yes. Oh, well, that's like Alex Newell. So good. <laughs> this is nothing against like Alex. It's better than the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Also, like, there's nothing against Alex Newell, the character that played her, because I don't think he was doing it from a place of malice. And he's like very cool and queer and like has an incredible voice. Yeah. Uh, is it when it was on like, what's a music? Once on this Once island? Once on this island. He was amazing. Once on this island. Yeah. Snaps. He's wonderful. Um, It's just like a, a writing from a place of ignorance. Uh, It's not great. Anyway, that's that's the end of my segment called Bad Queer Things. <laughs> I'm horrified. New podcast. Yeah, new podcast spinoff with me. Um, but yeah, so that's that was just that's just my laundry list of like in that area what was rough. Um, but I did want to talk about again like back to it provide like doing stories based on issue rather than character uh, or song. Um, I'll even take song. I love the Madonna episode. <laughs> Iconic. But the episode where I personally stopped watching before I started the podcast, which now I've seen further, but and it was season three, episode 14 uh, called On My Way, written by the man who is the showrunner of Riverdale. Um, I love that <laughs> crossover moment. Uh, and I was like, this all makes sense. But so... Uh, it aired in February of 2012. And so this is the episode that starts with a very serious, like it starts very seriously. It's where uh, Dave Karofsky attempts suicide. Mm. And that's, this is the guy who like bullied Kurt so much in season two that he transferred schools and then like later, you, and then like tried to kiss him and you find out he's closeted and it's like very dark. Uh, and like, it's just a lot of, and then he like, is he like people find out that he's gay and then he tries to kill himself at the beginning of this episode and it's like that part is done like it's it's intense and there are some things that like, could be better but it's like okay you can do this like very meaningful episode about like this like gay teen attempting suicide because that's like a thing that happens especially in like middle america in 2012 um and then like blaine sings a cover of cough syrup which is very good um tearjerker so that like okay you're doing a very special episode you have to do it with care but sure but about 10 minutes into the episode it's about how the fact that karofsky almost died made rachel and finn value their life so much that they're gonna get married today no and also they have to perform at regionals (laughs) so they're gonna so it's not an episode Uh. about karofsky's suicide time it's a regionals episode a straight couple getting married episode and that'll happens so karofsky is like going through terrible shit but they gotta perform at regionals full regional set Rachel and Finn about to get married, but somebody's late. It's Quinn. Quinn is driving her car oh, and texting yeah. on my way. The title of the episode when she gets fucking rammed by a truck and the episode ends. And I was like, fuck this show. Uh, Cause there were so many things. It was like, so we're going to do gay teens attempting suicide, straight teens getting married, regionals and texting and driving. And I said, no, thank you. Glee. <laughs> um, and that's when I left. Um, but yeah, so that's like, there's, everyone has their moment when they stopped watching, and there's been a debate within the community of Glee fans. <laughs> the Glee community, if you Yeah, will. the Glee, ooh. Wait, what about Kaglegiates? Hmm. No. <laughs> Kaglegiates? No. Kaglegiates? 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I like it. <laughs> so there was a, 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 like, question in the conclusions that was... Well, now you're using it, so... That was, when did Glee go bad? And my favorite, <laughs> like, dissection of this is this, um, this article written for Vox.com by Emily Vanderwerf, which is, like about how like when you really look back in glee like the second episode you can pinpoint where it diverged from the pilot sam knows what i'm talking about i read this article too it's so good in my brain i just went like the second episode i know that for some reason i read also read this article because the pilot is so good like again cannot say enough how amazing the pilot is um but so like in the pilot you see like will is like he and his wife like want to have a baby and he's like re- like kind of hates his job as just like a spanish teacher and wants to revitalize a glee club but then his wife's like you need to make more money because like and then at the end she's like there's a baby on the way so you need to take this other job and the end of the episode is will like going in seeing the kids singing and like being like wow, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm not going to take the better job because of my passion. So then it's like, I'm not going to make things as good for my kid, which is like a tough decision. And like, ooh, there are stakes here and there is conflict. But then in the second episode, we find out that Terry Schuster, wild woman, was faking her pregnancy. I'm a Terry Schuster stan. I'm going to say that right <laughs> I now. will say first watch, hated her. Second watch, respect her. <laughs> she's a great character. She is a, and she's like, she's got... The the actor like Jessica Glisson or what uh, Jilsig I don't know I'm butchering your last name Jessica I'm sorry she's a fan she's but... a huge fan of the podcast <laughs> so thanks a lot for that she really alienating us nails that uh, portrayal but so like this and so she's faking her pregnancy and this is what um, Emily wrote in her article that I think like is so uh, like on the notes of why that fake pregnancy is what ruined everything it's like. But this moment signaled that Glee was always going to fall apart in a more concrete way as well. It indicated that this was going to be a show where characters never actually had to make hard choices or do difficult things. Will wouldn't have to choose between his dreams and his child because he wasn't actually going to have a child. It immediately diminished the dramatic stakes and was indicative of many other choices the show would make in in this regard throughout the years. And I was just like, God damn. Like, that's true. Like, there's still some... Like, season one and two are, like, stuck with wonderful episodes, wonderful characters. Like, I think overall, even though there's, like, shitty stuff from truly episode two, like, good stuff happens. But I do think that's, like, the first little thing in, like, a Jenga. And then it's just, like, gonna all crumble. Um, But, yeah, so there's, like, so many things that, like, people pinpoint as the moment when they graduated and they brought in the new boring people. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be the let's have a kiki turkey lurkey time mashup. (laughs) Never forget. It could be in Allie's episode, the way that Gwyneth Paltrow said, tacos. Um, <laughs> tacos. Tacos. Let's get some tacos. What Raina's referring to is that uh, I was on a guest, uh, I was a guest host on There's Nothing Ironic About mm-hmm. Show Choir, and we talked about the Gwyneth Paltrow episode, and mm-hmm. Sam was a, a co-host as well. I was, I just remembered what my episode was. It was Furt. Oh, Furt. Oh, Furt. <laughs> it was Furt. Never And furt. I remember I got furious because I realized that if they had just flipped the letters, it could have been kin, which makes so much more sense. Oh, yeah. And isn't a nightmare to think about. Isn't a nightmare. And then there was the episode, like, even in season one, there's an episode where... Run, uh, Joey, run. Uh, run, Joey, one. I, st- <laughs> I, I stand by I'm a minority, <laughs> a vocal minority. I love Run, Joey, run. <laughs> But the episode that I thought was very cool was when I was a teen with wheels, where they're all getting wheelchairs to see what it's like for Artie. And the crazy thing is at the end of that episode, Finn needs a job. And Rachel's like, I know how to help you. So she puts Finn in a wheelchair and is like, you have to hire my friend. He's in a wheelchair. And they give him the job. No. So that happens very early on. There's a lot of bad things. They did a Britney Spears episode in season two, and in season four they ran out of episodes, so they just did another Britney Spears episode. I remember that. That was crazy. So there's just the first Britney Spears episode is the best episode of television of all time. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Yeah. John Stamos is there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oof. They keep going under the guest stars. Oh no. Are incredible on Glee. Like. Cannot say enough about my girl. John Stamos has an arc on Glee. He has an arc. He's dating the, the redhead. Yeah, he's dating Emma. Emma Pillsbury. Who got shafted by the show. Yeah. Um, Will was not good to her in their relationship. Yeah. But yeah, so Glee went steadily downhill uh, in both quality and ratings. The pilot, like, which is just a pilot, like, their episodes that got higher rated because it got more of a following. The pilot had 9.62 uh, million views. And the finale had 2.54 million views. Wow. Like, it just went downhill. Like, everyone I've interviewed for my podcast, wa- like, has has dropped off, except for, like, a few select people, 
Uh, shout out to Sarah Chafee. Shout out to Eric McBride. Big I'm Horrified fan. Love oh, him. Wow. Uh, Raina told us that, <laughs> that her coworker is a big fan of our show, and I just want to say, um, you're welcome in Boston anytime. Yeah. Wow. Please come here. That's Eric, exciting. come to Boston. But yeah, so anyway, like, the show, like, lost its fans, and, like, it, it was a thing where it's, like, you either uh, die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. Yeah. Like, and that was... That gl- one. <laughs> That was Glee. Like, it's it did so many wonderful things in the first mm-hmm. years and really, like, changed how we tell teen stories and, like, queer stories and, like, did a lot of stuff. But, like, there's nothing sadder than watching something that was once great crumble before your hands. Um, so, that's... Uh, I'm not done. So, that's, <laughs> like, inside the Glee. We're talking story. We're talking character. We're talking bangers. But outside of Glee, a lot of fucking terrible things happened um it's like it's like the taping of the exorcist where all yeah. the people died yeah. during it. it it is the glee curse um so for another a small thing before i get into the people who died but there's like this um the the working like it's hard to find like concrete information because everyone's very like hush hush about it because it launched so many of their careers but like the working conditions of glee were really rough they were like 16 to 17 hour days like they were sweat there's like a thing where like Naya Rivera like threatened to quit because she was made the AC was broken they still made her do dance anyway and it was like really hot out and so it was just like basically they had to like rehearse and perform these musical numbers every episode while having like a regular shooting schedule and like they were like pretty young so it was it was it's just a vague like no one's confirmed it but like a vague known thing that it was like really terrible to work on Glee. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of people complain about working with Leah Michelle. And there's also my favorite conspiracy theory that Leah Michelle can't read. Um, I love that conspiracy theory. I've heard I love that one. It. Uh, started by uh, Credit Where Credit's Due is uh, Jay Hunt and Robert Ackerman who have the podcast One More Thing and they did like a 45 <laughs> minute Facebook video about how Leah Michelle can't read and it started from like Naya Rivera's book where she was saying like she would always be like given her own lines or improvise them and then as people like look through Instagram was like when she's signing her book her pen's never actually on the paper (laughs) and like who knows what she's saying and ryan murphy would always like talk directly to her um and i love that leah michelle can't read um i'm a truther (laughs) um but yeah other things like happened um so the the big one that we all know of i have a very specific memory of it was the summer of 2013 it was after my freshman year of college our all and i was Stopped watching Glee at that point. Um, and I remember, like, I don't know why this is so specific, but it was, like, right when Orange is the New Black came out. And I was watching Orange is the New Black. I was like, this is a great show. Season <laughs> one was very good. And then I go to the bathroom, and I'm looking on my phone, and I, like, on Facebook, and I see that, like, Corey Monteith has died. And I remember <sighs> being, like, I remember being, like, in full deny where I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm putting my phone away. I'm going to go back and watch TV with my mom. I don't want to deal with this. And later that night, I just, like, went through the internet and, like... He, yeah, he just died. He, uh, like, overdosed. Um, I cried when I found out. It, it was, was shocking. so and sad. Um, and he, so young. And he and Leah Michelle were dating in yeah. real life, right? Yeah, him and Leah Michelle were dating. Yeah, he was, I think, 35. He, like, overdosed in a hotel in Vancouver. And, like, yeah, he had, like, substance abuse problems. But it was just, like, very... It was heartbreaking because, like, everyone's, like stories about him like were that he was such a like good guy and like and he just couldn't get away from his addiction yeah which is is terribly sad yeah and it's i mean they did a full episode about that and like it was just like a thing that was like very heartbreaking because like again like the fandom of glee was so huge and people were like into their personal lives like they did a tour they did a documentary about the tour like they felt like you felt like you got to know them and then it was just yeah like crushing when Corey died so that was that was in 2013 in a also terrible note also in 2013 mark sailing who played puck was accused of sexual assault um and then it was like he settled out of court and went under the rug so it was like 2013 and he wasn't that famous and no one really knew about it um and then in um 2015 he was arrested with a ginormous collection of child pornography mm. I couldn't believe it. That was, it was crazy. Um, and so he, that was in like 2015 and he basically was like, it was a really long trial period. And then he pled guilty. Like, so he pled guilty. He was going to be sentenced to prison. And before he was sentenced to prison in 2018, now he committed suicide. 
So there's, it's just like everything is bad about that. Um, yeah, it's awful. It's just awful all around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he was just like the terrible in every way, and then like also took his own life. And it's just like this like very very dark like underbelly for like, hey, I'm just the Mohawk guy on Glee, and like it's a, just a very weird thing of like. Oh, yeah, I, like, listened to his music. I saw his face on TV for, yeah. like, six years. That's and... how I feel about, um, what's his name from that 70s show? Oh, Danny Masterson. Danny Masterson, too. <laughs> it's like, fuck you. Like, I don't want to fucking look at you. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, feels way more complicated because mm-hmm. the ending to this story is, is tragic. It's yeah. Really... Yeah, it's, it's all, it's all very tragic. Um, in 2017... Naya Rivera, the, like, her ex-husband, who, like, they vaguely got back together, um, called the cops and she was arrested for a, for domestic abuse because she, like, hit him in the face over an argument about their child. There's, like, not more details about that because they, like, didn't want the press into it and I think they're still together, but that's not good from yeah, what I've geez. heard is, yeah, so she's, and she's also, like, people who, other people have been in relationships that sort of, like, hinted about stuff with her being abusive and that's also very rough also because she was my favorite um <laughs> that doesn't not relevant but she was um that voice um and then this is much less like that connected but the becca tobin who was one of the new people they brought in, in season four her while she was on glee her like serious boyfriend matt bendick also died and like no one knows like it was like there was, it was, like, a no cause of death. Death was found in his autopsy, so it's unknown if it was, like, there was foul play or not. They, they ruled, like, no foul oh play, yeah. but, like, it, it just, it was, like, a mysterious death. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so that's, there have been, that's just several things that have happened to the cast of Glee. Um, in other news, Darren Chris opened a piano bar, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> On a lighter note. <laughs> On a lighter note, Darren Chris opened a piano bar. He's astounding in the assassination of John Versace, which is a, a, another Ryan Murphy property. Um, Leah Michelle is married. Yeah, Leah Michelle is married. married. Um, Brad Paltrick is married to Gwyneth Paltrow. That's uh, the real happy ending of That's Lee. true. Uh, Chris Colfer writes children's books. That's so fun. I love that. And he is, I once was, like, working an event that he was coming into, and I, like, couldn't find his name on, like, the iPad. We were checking people in, and he was, most celebrities, like, no matter how, like, low famous they are, like, don't tell you their names, because they're like, you know my name. Uh, but he was like, oh, it's Colfer. You should probably find it. And you're like, yeah, I fucking know. <laughs> I'm like, do you know who I you am? You're like, if anyone in this room knows your name is Chris Colfer. I know both your name and almost everything else about you probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, love, love him. Uh, Kevin McHale recently, like, came out as gay, even though he was like, no one asked me. I've been basically out for a while, but no one asked me. They were... It's like, okay. do we have to say it out loud? <laughs> um... Yeah, Harry Shum Jr. had a very small role in Crazy Rich Asians, but it seems like he'll be in the sequel. His oh. character becomes very... I've read all three books, and his character does become important mm-hmm. in the later movies. He, yeah. I swear to God, one of my favorites on the show. He's wonderful. So talented. He's wonderful. Yeah. He was on the he was on the show Shadowhunters, has a huge He sample. was on the show Yeah, Shadow he played Hunters. like a bisexual warlock. Yes. Doing great. I just wanted him to dance. Uh, always want him to dance but yeah so other people are doing better from glee but overall several things about that show that are horrifying and also sad and also nuanced um reyna i want to ask you i don't want to lead you anywhere but it looks like your google doc's empty my google doc is empty i i'm curious to know from the from the preeminent scholar mm-hmm. of this piece of media. Thank you. I still haven't seen season five, but yes. <laughs> what do you think Glee's legacy will be? Ooh, great Ooh, question. Great question. I'd like to, first of all, I'll say something, and then I want you two to weigh in as well. I think Glee's legacy will be, like, an interesting one, because I do think it is a show that has, like, both lost a lot of rewatchability in terms of, like, things that are po- politically correct, but it's also, like, Get, like I do think there are new audiences coming into it because it's all on Netflix and it's so fun. Like there aren't shows like there's not a show that ha- that's like they've tried to make like other like musical musical TV in like this way with like all in it like they're none of them are on the air anymore. Rest uh, in peace, Smash. Rest in peace, Smash. Oh. 
smash forever in our hearts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Lee's legacy will be like in terms of like our like I think in terms of a lot of like gay people in our generation, something that like I think most of us like not to generalize, but that's what I'm doing. Have a very similar relationship where it was so important in our youth, and then like we got very disillusioned with it. So I think it has it will like have a complex legacy, but I also think it will have like a a fun like a legacy of like oh remember this like like I think there will be some rose colored glasses which I don't think is bad in any way like I like the idea of like still like listening to the music and still like talking about people and like watching YouTube videos and like so I I, I think it will be remembered fondly like either fondly or terribly. <laughs> All of the above. This was a very all over the place answer, but I do think it will it's be an rem- all over the place topic. Yeah, I do think it will be remembered. I don't think anyone's forgetting Glee, like, even as if, much as they'd like. As to. much as they'd like to, but I do think in like decades when you're like having a retirement party for Jim, you'll be like, "Oh my god, Jim, remember Glee?" And he'll be like, "I think it's gonna be in shit. textbooks. It's yeah. gonna be in media about like, you know, notable works of." queer media it is i mean it already is in terms of like like it's it's studied in like yeah it's studied in like queer studies classes and like Mm -hmm. just like it's it's a piece in the history of representation and that can be skewed for good or for bad Mm -hmm. but it's like and it's you can't separate it from the progress we've made in the last decade i think in 20 to 30 years our generation will be like in the middle of raising any kids that we wanted and glee will have a comeback because we'll all be like you should watch the show I loved when I was 14. Like they tried to bring back fame. Yeah, kind of like that. And maybe Glee will get a reboot, or maybe it'll just get like a reunion special, oh. but that's my prediction. 20 to 30 years from now, Glee has a resurgence. I think it's going to be... Because we start showing it to our like 14-year-old yeah. kids. I think that what's interesting to me is, and I thought about this a lot, because I think we tend to be hypercritical of queer media sometimes for homophobic reasons, but I think the people who love, who either are queer or are supportive of queer media tend to put a laser focus Mm -hmm. on queer media because it's important that it be good. And I think that's not, both not fair Mm -hmm. and indicative of all marginalized people's art. It's like, it has to be 10 times better than everything else on the market. Yeah, there's always a higher standard um, for... There's a comedian who, like, named Guy Branham, who writes, like, a super interesting Love essay. Guy Branham. Uh, like, have you read his book? No, I haven't. Oh, you should read his book. But there's an essay in his book about how, like, it's about, like, gay men specifically, but they're, like, they're not used to seeing themselves in media, so I always, like, feel, like, like, are drawn to, like, these, like, sort of strong older women to, like, identify with, but then, like, don't, like... And then when they see actual, like, gay men portrayed in media, they, like, it's, it's less accepting than, like, those straight women they idolize because it's, it's, it's more easier to pick that apart because they're so few and far between. Mm. Um, and I think that's really interesting. And I, like, yeah, I just think it's all, I do think, again, like, with it being made in the Obama era, like, I think there was just something about that being, like, this, it's, it's fun to, like, critique it it's sort of like there will be better things like it's it's a classic it gets better show in like every sense except for the show didn't get better (laughs) but just sort of the way that's like okay like we know that whatever comes next is gonna be better than this in this way uh and then like a lot of things aren't um but it's it's i think it's it's such a a a, like such a cultural like time capsule of the like 2010s in like like early in a way that like is gonna be like really interesting to look at in a few decades um can i ask you a silly question please about glee that's just something i think about sometimes sometimes i think about if glee was still on the air what popular songs would they be covering i think about this all the time so i just want to throw a couple at you yes would Glee have covered Old Town Rose Road by Lil Nas X? 100% yes. It would have been a country version, though. Would it have been Will Schuster singing the Billy Ray Cyrus part and someone else doing? Yes, it would have been Will <laughs> Schuster and Artie. And <laughs> Artie would be rapping and Will would be doing the Billy Ray part. I love um, that. Um, and they would be doing, like... It would be one of the ones that, like, they portray as being, like, a bad school <laughs> assembly or something. And they'd all have their... 
cowboy hats and glasses. Or there's, like, a new student, and he's a cowboy, and they don't respect him. Oh my god, yeah. And he's like, cowboys can be cool, and yeah. then he performs Old Town Road. Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, they can be cool. Yeah, and they're like, whoa, this kid is right. Question number two, would Glee have covered Money by Cardi B? And how bad would it have been? I think, I think somebody was, like, maybe getting a part-time job at an ice cream shop. <laughs> And they get their first paycheck, but then they start going into credit card debt. Whoa. Good and I then that's that. how they cover money. I love that. I love that. And then finally, what songs off Sweetener would they have covered, or would they have just done an Ariana Grande episode? Good question, Sam. Thank Excellent you. question. Excellent question. I know we've been talking about the importance of queer representation in the media, but I'm asking the important Yeah, questions. you're asking, like, the real heavy hitters. I do think, I think they would have done what they did with Fleetwood Mac, uh, which is where they did, like one song they did like landslide and later on we're like this was good we should do a full episode i think like after sweetener came out they would have done one song and then they would have oh uh, they probably would have i think they would have done the singles i think they would have like done no tears left to cry like before even sweetener. i was just about to say no. like they're definitely doing that's no like tears a break that's like a, a like i'm Classic coming back up yeah. yeah they would have had rachel do it even though someone else probably should have do it, done yeah. it that's and then she and jesse just had a fight yeah and then after, <laughs> they would have done rem when someone's actually asleep <laughs> it's a dream sequence and then after thank you next also came out because it came out so soon after mm-hmm. they would have been like we got to do a whole ariana grande and like i would all the girls like doing thank you next and changing the lyrics to their actual like <laughs> like saying some songs about artie like you i i end up with mike <laughs> it's so good Here's Tina something. <laughs> Here's something that I think would have happened. They would have gotten Pete Davidson as a guest star. Wow. wow. They might have. They Poor went out for that alternate pre, reality. Pre or post breakup, post. Pete Davidson. Wow. Post. Okay, I like to think they booked him before the breakup, <laughs> but the episode aired after the breakup. Oh, no. Devastating. Absolutely devastating. Oh. Oh. All right. Think about that as you fall asleep tonight. <laughs> We've we've covered a lot of ground. We've covered a lot of ground. Absolutely. Ooh, I'm heated. I don't know about what. And I think it's in a good way. I'm just I like, am in a bother. Ooh, think about Pete Davidson interacting <laughs> with Leah Michelle. He's like twelve feet taller than her. Well, I wish I lived in that world, but we don't. We don't. Um, we live in this world with this glee, and um, we I think we'll all always be coming. Coming to a reckoning with Glee, but mm-hmm. we thank you for bringing on this on uh, us on this journey. Yeah, Raina. thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been so wonderful. Raina, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at it's Raina Ingman. Uh, you can follow my podcast at Glee underscore podcast. Simple, self-explanatory. Uh, if you're in LA, uh, come see me do improv. Uh, it'll I'll post it on my Instagram. I would like to say YouTube. The It's My Life Confessions mashup if you want to be pumped up at any time. I love that. <laughs> You're like, if you do one thing for me. If you do one thing, follow me, sure, but watch that mashup. Well, thank you so much from the bottom of our oh. hearts. We have we have held off on talking about Glee this whole time because we thought, nope, we need to get the experts in here. Uh, true. We respect science. I'm honored. As a scientist, I'm honored. Thank you so much. So uh, we've left you with a lot to think about. Um, But until next week, we hope you stay horrified. Stay horrified. And that's what you missed on. I'm horrified.